the people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day 1989. Uh, not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history. And... Welcome and thanks for tuning into this brand new episode of Sake on Air, the world's very first podcast that is dedicated entirely to expanding the dialogue surrounding Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts, and I'm one of your regular hosts here on this show. And for this show, we are continuing with our sake vocabulary mini-series, where we are inviting guests from the sake or shochu world, uh, whether it be makers or salespersons or distributors or educators, and we're bringing them in and asking for them to select a word uh, that is a bit of sake or sochu related vocabulary uh, and sharing that with us, um, telling us why that is, uh, why they feel that is important or significant um, and why they feel our listeners ought to spend a few extra minutes uh, thinking about it. And so today I have brought a special guest uh, to the show who has actually been on the show. She took you on a tour through Niigata on a previous episode and I'm really very excited to have her back, uh, Ms. Tomomi Duquette uh, from over in Niigata. Tomomi, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> uh, good, good. How are you? What time is it in the States? Or are, are you in the States? Where I'm at, where I'm at, it's it's just about it's about dinner time. <laughs> it's about <laughs> seven o'clock. So yeah, no, it's going going well, going well. Uh Tomomi, I don't, you know. You've been on the show before, and I imagine more than a few of our listeners are probably familiar with you and your work. But if you wouldn't mind, just take a quick second. Tell us what you want to tell our listeners who you are and what you do uh, in the world of sake. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm Tomomi and Duket, but this is my Canadian husband's name. Um, so I was born and raised in Niigata. I left sake from like college time, and my work like how do you say that my profession is an interpreter but like when I um you know welcome people into Niigata like sake was really the big key for me to do omotenashi for these people and so yeah I started to learn and now I teach sake too um mainly about Niigata sake but also I do like a sake marriage event yeah. and stuff too so yeah I basically um like share my thoughts about how to enjoy sake and like including actually sake brewing too it's like we do rice planting and harvesting and making sake and all those kind of things it's pretty much what I do um very cool very cool I know you're you're always bringing people to for really cool lots of fun projects all around Niigata whether it's making sake or yeah. Doing, doing trips and doing all kinds of fun stuff so it's always I'm always jealous of, of all the fun things you're doing <laughs> in Niigata because uh, it's so beautiful up there yeah it's gonna be sake no jin coming up too it is I'm so sad I'm gonna miss it this year it's finally back in in true form um Tomomi so you have um thought of a word for us today what is that sake word that you uh, have brought to share with our listeners so for me, since I'm from Niigata and we're known as Tanare Karakuchi, 
country <laughs> region um i brought up actually the opposite word amakchi okay okay i'm i'm glad you brought that up um because like you say you're right you hear karakchi a lot which we'll mm -hmm. probably have to define in the in the context of this but amakuchi that is uh equally important so tell us real quick then what is what is amakuchi for our listeners so in japanese amakuchi like literal word is like a sweet right yep but when it comes to sake like you know amakuchi sake doesn't necessarily mean it's sweet sweet like sugary yeah. sweet yeah right so yeah, yeah thing i wanted to talk with you you want to talk about so yeah so what is, I, it's right you can't yeah I, I i kind of thought that you might pick karakuchi just because it is so right identifiable with nigata and i thought it was interesting that you uh that you chose amakuchi so why does people have an image as to what karakuchi is so karakuchi being we'll call it dry for lack of a better word as it's as it's not spicy as the character would um have you think it right um, yeah, yeah. So, so then why, why amakuchi? What is interesting about amakuchi, or what is it that people maybe don't necessarily appreciate or fully, sometimes fully grasp about the idea of amakuchi or amakuchi sake? Hmm. So, I think human being, like we, our brain knows that am I like something sweet is safe? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And something sour is probably something rotten. And yeah. like bitterness is maybe poison. So like naturally our brain knows that sweet stuff is good for us and something that we're good for. Um but like karakuchi, like when we drink Nigata sake, nowadays, like you know, a lot of people say like oh, Nigata sake is no longer like so dry anymore. Mm. When you look at the label and see, you know, look at the like Nihonshudo, yeah, often yep. the number hasn't changed, but yeah. the way you feel is different, it feels sweeter, yeah. And I thought about it like, you know, what really Amakuchi means, you know, like when yeah. people told me that, and often that was because of the acidity mm -hmm. or just the balance between the sugar you know, sugar level and also alcohol. It's like when you feel karakuchi, I mm -hmm. think it's the sharpness that mm -hmm. you feel in your palate, right? Yeah, Parti particularly a nigata style. Right, uh, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like when I tasted, the, you know, this like cho karakuchi. <laughs> yeah. For our it listeners, basically super dry. <laughs> super dry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Asahi super dry. Oh, yeah. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> beep <laughs> um yeah like really dry like super dry um that's like you know something that you feel sharpness but like an you know, amakuchi is just the opposite from that you don't feel sharpness uh-huh but not necessarily means that it's sugary sweet yeah yeah, yeah. so like in, in instead of amakuchi being equal to sweet it's more just the absence of right it's more certain... mild i think yeah yeah figured, like if, especially when it comes to like a sake world like yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it's sweet of course like there are sweet sake exists absolutely too. Mm. absolutely yeah absolutely absolutely it's and there's like 
And it's funny because, I mean, this is obviously going to be different person to person, but it's it's in, really interesting when you go to different regions around Japan, um, the opposite term, karakuchi, dry, has kind of become basically the equivalent of if somebody asks for a, a karakuchi sake or a dry sake, they're not necessarily, I found that most of the time, there, it's that word has basically come to equate to something that I like. Does right. that make sense? Like they're not actually asking for a dry sake. That's just the word that they associate with yeah. good sake. So mm -hmm. they just ask for karakuchi or yeah, they say, karakuchi. I like karakuchi. But right. you go to different regions and you find that that sake that everybody is saying is, is karakuchi or all oh, the sake here is karakuchi. Mm maybe Niigata aside, a lot of it, it actually skews more toward the amakuchi or more toward the sweet side, I find in all right. those cases. Yeah. Like it's not really that dry. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, when you think about the dry, like dry means like super sharpened, like a harsh on your like, tongue or throat. And if that's dry sake, like Niigata sake is actually more mild. Yeah. But then again, it's not sweet. So like some people might think it's dry and, you know, others. So like, I think... Amakuchi can be just off dry instead of yeah. sweet. Yeah. Right. Like just not or mild, like I said earlier. Yeah. And Amakuchi, like sometimes I see the translation saying sweet sake. Yeah. These are not sweet. Like, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> if you saw something that said sweet wine, you would have a very clear image as to like how right. sweet this thing is. Right. Right. Like ice wine or like, you know, these kind of like sweet yeah. wine. Sure. Like you dessert. Sure. But yeah, sake, like sweet sake doesn't, like amakuchi no sake, it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean like it's actually sweet. So yeah, yeah but this no. is. No, it's interesting too, because you, you mentioned a chol karakuchi sake, right? So super dry, like really, really dry. And while it exists, you don't hear of, those types of added adjectives added to amakuchi right, right? Like yeah i've seen i've seen sure like a chol amakuchi or something like that or a super amakuchi but you don't hear it see it very often mm. whereas there's a lot of sake that is sort of added adjectives upon adjectives in front of like <laughs> you know explainers in front of the karakuchi to tell you how exceptionally dry it is Whereas you don't hear about that, I feel like, so much in terms of sweet. So it just sort of leaves basically everything, this very wide breadth of, you know, in the in the gradation of what sweet can be. It mm -hmm. all just sort of gets lumped together, together in the sweet category, as opposed, you know, it's a basically just everything that isn't definitively dry. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dryness is more like specific, like you know, the, this is kind of dry and like, you know, super dry or like, you know, medium dry. But yeah, yeah. sweet is all combined into one for sure. Yeah, but it's also different. And so like umami too, you know, the sake that has more umami, some people feel it. And especially if it doesn't have strong acidity. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, you know, you feel it much sweeter. Right. And so, yeah. like, yeah, and I was actually, I was speaking with a, 
Toji and Shizuoka um, relatively recently, and that was that was kind of a concept of his sake uh, making is creating sake where people experienced it as sweet, but it wasn't actually sweet, mm. right? Like if you opened it up and you looked at say the daters, the data. If you look under the hood, you look at there's there's nothing sweet about this, but right drinkers of the sake, you know, don't interpret it as being dry. And right, they, right. there's a perceived sweetness. Like I said, so it's that it's that combination of, like you said, acidity and umami and these other things. And how do you how do you compile those things together to create a perceived sweetness? Right, 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 right. Yeah, definitely. Like when I when you you know showed me that, it just made me realize that the sake that I made before yeah. And I aged it like so. We created, you know, one batch of sake and yeah. put it into the bottle, did binkan, yeah. and then split it into like a few different, age, you know, groups sure. and stored it different way. Yeah. And the one that was stored in the refrigerator at or like freezer at like minus two. Yeah. And versus um, stored in a snow chamber. Yeah. And the one, so like, you know, when we took it out and drank sake, like, and after half a year, the the tasted so different, but the seven, the component, yeah, would be the same. Like, yeah, you know, nothing totally. has changed, but you feel it different. Like the one from the refrigerator had more acidity. Yeah. So it felt it more like sharp. Yeah. Whereas the Yukimura version was milder, and so people thought it was sweeter. Yeah, for sure. And also aroma too, like Kapuron-san. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of in, with Ginjoka. I yeah. think even if it's like plus five. Yeah. And, you know, for, if if it's really fragrant and like yeah. smells really like nice and soft, yeah. then people think it's sweet sake. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they sort of per, perceive it, right? That's that, that right. initial impression there. They sort of have, develop these sort of expectations as to what's in the glass. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, so amakuchi is, I think, really interesting word. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. So I guess I guess the lesson here is that uh, if you should go out and try all the amakuchi sake because you never know what you might find. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> Yeah, with the other elements, like, you know, like, yeah, not just the, you know, sweetness, but like, um, like, I mean, sugar level, but if it's with, like, acidity or bitterness, you, you know, you feel it differently. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just looking at the label and, like, looking at the Nihon uh, Shudo, yeah. you could tell, you know, kind of you can get the idea if whether it's more, like, alcoholic, alcoholic. Yeah. Or like sweeter end, yeah. But yeah, you, you cannot, you know, you cannot decide. It's really if it's sweet or not. Sure, 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 absolutely. So, twelve of our listeners, go out and try all the amakuchi sake and develop and your your own personal index for mm -hmm. for sweetness yeah. in the world of sake. So, I want to yeah. hear why everyone think what this is sweet sake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Share it. Post it with us. Let us know what your yeah your perception of sweet is in the in in the realm of sake. That would yeah. be a, that would be a cool exploration. Cool. Excellent.
Tomomi, thank you so much for getting up this morning and, and joining us. That was really nice. That was really pleasant. I'm glad we got to do that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. If uh, For our listeners, if they want to follow along with you on your Niigata adventures, is there anywhere that they could look online or anything they should follow or check out? Oh, yeah. We have Instagram, Facebook, and also our website, www.niigatasakelovers.com. So, yeah, please find us. There you go. Very good. All right. Tomobi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> and that will do it for one more episode here at Sake on Air. If you have any questions, you can send those questions to us at questions at Sake on Air, or we are at, at Sake on Air on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment to hop on to whatever service it is that delivers you your regular podcasts and rating and reviewing us it helps more than you can possibly imagine and we would be endlessly grateful sake on air is made possible with the fantastic support of the japan sake and shochu makers association and more often than not whenever we can we try to broadcast from the japan sake and shochu information center located in the heart of tokyo the show is a production by Ponsuke Productions with editing work by Mr. Frank Walton.